0: Macworld podcast number 438 for December 17th, 2014, brought to you by Casper, makers of obsessively engineered mattresses at a shockingly fair price, and Harry's, a great shave at a great price. Welcome to another Macworld podcast. Actually, it's going to be our last podcast of the year because we're going to take a break. And uh, as it is, we wanted to leave you with kind of some special things that are holiday-based and 2014-based. And so doing that is my co-partner in crime here on the podcast is Suzy Oaks. Hey, Susie. Hey, how's it going? Good. And also Leah Yamshan, who also is another one of the Macworld crew. Hey, Leah. Hello. Hello. Nice to have you back again. Haven't seen you for a while.
1: I know. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah. So I kind of thought that we could, as we're rushing out the door to go hang, and standard or mistletoe and things, that we could talk about some of our favorite gifts for people who are still shopping, because I haven't done my shopping yet, and I thought maybe I should get some ideas from you guys. I have a couple yeah, of mine. Yeah, I
2: haven't um, done mine either, so this was a good thought exercise. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, good. So it turns out that we're all procrastinators, <laughs> or we just don't have people we care very much about. But that's <laughs> not true. Um, so why don't we start with Mac users, because we're Mac world? let's start with them, and let's talk about Gifts that you can give your favorite Mac user? And Susie, why don't you start?
2: Um, okay, I think the best gifts are something that you will use every day, but might seem a little extravagant that you wouldn't buy for yourself. My dad used to ask for stuff like toothbrushes, and we're like, no, you need a toothbrush, you go buy a toothbrush. That's not a good gift. Here's a good gift for Mac users, a time capsule. Okay, they're kind of expensive. The two terabyte version is 300 bucks and the three terabyte version is 400 bucks. So people don't just, you know, go drop that money on a time capsule, but everybody needs one. You need to back your Mac up and that makes it really easy. You get a really nice router. It's got the AC um, speed routing in it. So you'll be, you know, taken care of that way, and then yeah, you'll be able to back all your stuff up without having to worry about, you know, plugging in an external to your various hard, uh, your various laptops, and iMacs and stuff. So it'd make a great gift. Um, nobody would, nobody would be sad to unwrap a time capsule.
0: Yeah, but what if you ship somebody a time capsule and they're new to the Mac or new to the technology? They open the box and go, oh, huh. What do I (laughs) do with this? In other words, is this the kind of gift that you want to be there in person to say, hey, I got you this thing, and they go, what's that? And you tell them, and then you say, I'll just hook it up for you.
2: I mean, I think that would help. Yes, with some people, it would probably help to have you set up the time capsule. But with airport utility, that makes it pretty easy. I don't know. I hate networking. I stink at networking. And so that's why I use all Apple networking gear, because it just kind of holds your hand and walks you through it. Yeah. And Time Machine is, you know, just such a dead simple way to back up. I know there's lots of other things. There's crash Plan. there's different services that you have to pay per month. But, you know, just plug in a time capsule. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting a bill for cloud storage or anything, because it's right there on your network. And they're, they're pretty easy to set up and troubleshoot. Although, you know, it's always nice to go that extra mile and set it up for your, your lucky recipient.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's an excellent idea because everybody needs a backup and people forget or they they don't really think they need one. And then suddenly all their stuff is gone and they call you in the middle of the night and say, I don't know where my stuff is. Well, did you back it up? No. Yeah. Uh, nobody
2: thinks they need a new router either. But then, you know, you put a new, better router in and you're like, wow, yeah. I had no idea that my old router was so bad. Yeah. So time capsule, good gift.
0: OK, good gift. Uh, Leah, what about you?
1: I have a gift for uh, MacBook Air and MacBook Pro users. I really like the Waterfield Designs City Slicker, which is a a sleeve for your MacBook Air or Pro. And um, it's not just a MacBook sleeve. You can actually kind of customize it to be more like a bag if you want to. You can add a strap or a handle to it. But what's really great about um, this bag from Waterfield is it's really well made. It's got like a canvas body, but it's a waterproof canvas, and it's it's really thickly made. And it's got this nice um, leather pouch to kind of add add some sophistication to it. It has um, a zippered compartment to hold your um, to hold your charger. It's got these other little pockets to hold accessories. There's one for your iPhone, all of your charging cables and stuff. Um, it's, it's just a really, really nice bag. Um, it's a little pricey. It starts at 129 but I think that's why it makes a great gift. Because like Susie said, these are things that people need, but they probably aren't going to want to buy for themselves.
0: I really like their design. So I've been using Waterfield stuff for ever since yeah. their first pouch. No, I know. Actually, it came from my wife. She got um, a Waterfield purse Way back in the day, and it was it was a really nice looking bag, and they've kind of stuck with that same design ethic over the years. They're s- still San Francisco based, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Based in San Francisco, everything's made locally too, which is which is a plus. And yeah, they last for a long time. I've had a City Slicker for like a couple of years, and it still looks brand new. So. It's a nice bag. Yeah. If you, if you want an accessory to um, like tuck away as an extra surprise, I love the 12 South plug bug, which is um, it's just a it's just an adapter for your um, for your uh, for all your charging ports. You can plug your MacBook plug attachment into it and plug your lightning cable in there, too. So you can charge everything at once just from one plug, which is a great thing to have while you're on the go.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really clever design. They showed that to me a couple of years ago, and I think and it, it's the one that's bright red, right?
1: Yeah, bright red.
0: Yeah, and apparently that was a Guy Kawasaki suggestion. He, he'd seen the thing, he said, yeah, and they'd made it white and kind of looking like a regular Mac adapter. He said, no, make it red so people really notice it. And it works. I've used that in the airport before, and people come up and say, what is that thing? And you show them how you can have both your laptop and an iOS device plugged into it, and they mm-hmm. go, ooh. I want one of those, so great Yeah, it's,
1: it's handy. It's about the same size as, as your MacBook adapter anyways, as the, as the little brick. So it, it's just bright red and a little bit different.
0: Yeah, and what are those going for now?
1: Um, 35 to 45, depending on if you want the global adapter or not. Right. So
0: Cool. And my suggestion was, and this is one of those things that you want to be on hand for, is an SSD drive and it's not very sexy and if you give somebody the package and they open it up and they go what's that um they won't be terribly thrilled with it until such point that you install it at then once they use their mac they go wow what did you do to my computer this is provided of course they don't already have an ssd in their in their mac and it's a model that isn't impossible to get the thing into but that increases performance like nobody's business um if they're using an Mac that's a couple of years old or older you throw an SSD in there and they're gonna feel like they got a brand new Mac They're not terribly expensive Depending on the capacity you can easily of course spend you know three four hundred five hundred dollars for a high-capacity one But in a lot of cases particularly with people who don't use a lot of data you can get a 128 gigabyte SSD Somehow repurpose the other drive put it in an enclosure or something or if it holds two drives use both and um, and they will love you forever. They won't know exactly what you've done, at least in the case of my family, but they'll still say, wow, you are so great, you can come back next year.
2: Yeah, that's a nice one. It's, it's a lot cheaper than getting somebody a, a new Mac, but it'll feel like they got a new Mac.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've started throwing SSDs into everything I own, and it just makes such a huge difference when I thought, oh, this thing's on its last legs. My daughter's got a Mac mini upstairs, and. Don't tell her, but I'm getting her an SSD. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. But again, she won't know. She'll go, what'd you get me? Oh, fire up your Mac. Yeah, what did you get
2: me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's
0: faster, but what did you get me? <laughs> oh, she's of that age. Um, let's talk about, before we go to our next thing, um, let's talk about Casper, which is, also happens to make a great gift. Um, and they are makers of obsessively engineered mattresses at a shockingly fair price. During a break while recording last week's podcast, Ben Long and I got into an off-the-air discussion about mattresses because, well, he just shopped for one and we compared our experiences as I'd purchased one for my daughter earlier in the year. We agreed that the experience was anything but great. Mattresses are really expensive. You can't comparison shop because manufacturers assign different names to the same mattress to different retailers. And hey, retailers have to support their showroom somehow, right? So of course, there's a big markup. But then I told him about Casper, which is the online retailer of premium mattresses offered for a fraction of the price of the high price spread. Casper saves you money by cutting out retailers and showrooms, and they pass the savings along to you. What kind of savings? Well, normally premium mattresses can cost over $1,500. But Casper mattresses cost between $500 for a twin size mattress, $750 for a full size, $850 for a queen size, and $950 for a king size mattress. They ship directly to your home and they're packaged in a folded state. So all you have to do is just pull the mattress out of the box. You cut the plastic that binds it and the mattress breathes in, filling the latex foam and the memory foam that it's made of. Now Casper sent me one to try out and I'm really happy with it. Delivery was smooth, and it's given me solid nights of sleep. It's not too soft, not too firm. It's just right. And I'm kind of picky about this stuff. Best of all, buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. Casper offers free delivery in return within a 100-day period. It's that simple. Statistically, lying on a bed for four minutes in a showroom where they play gentle music has no correlation to whether it's the right bed for you. And that's why Casper has turned the buying process into a risk-free experience. They understand the importance of truly trying on a mattress that in all reality, you're going to spend a third of your life on. So let's go over the high points. It's an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's just the right sink, just the right bounce. Two technologies, latex foam and memory foam, come together for better nights and brighter days. It's a risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. Their mattresses are made in America and they have great prices. Again, $500 for a twin, 950 for a king size mattress. And I can sweeten the deal. You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com/macworld. Again, www.casper.com/macworld and use the offer code macworld. Okay, back with the next thing and now gifts for your favorite iOS user. And Leah, why don't you start this one?
1: If um, if, you, if you're trying to get a gift for somebody who skipped the iPhone upgrade this year and still has an iPhone 5 or 5S, I highly recommend the Mophie. Um, oh, shoot. We were talking about a bunch of Mophie stuff. The Mophie Space Pack, which is not only a battery case, it also has some extra storage. So especially if you have an older phone that is completely build with stuff, you can extend the storage on your iPhone um, through the space pack. And it's really, really great. So depending on the storage that you want, they start at 150 and go up to $250. You can get a 16 gig, 32 gig, or 64 gig in that. And I think Susie tested it out for a while I did as well and really liked it too. Yeah, yeah. I
2: wrote a review. I really mm-hmm. liked it. So yeah, I mean, you can't you can't put applications on it, so if your phone is filled up with apps, it doesn't really help you, but that's not what fills up your phone. It's photos, it's music, it's movies, and you can offload all that stuff to the built-in storage. In the space pack and then when you're not using you know the storage part of it it's also a juice pack so it you know keeps your your iphone going a lot longer
1: mm-hmm. unfortunately they mophie doesn't have a version available for the iphone 6 or 6 plus yet so if you do want to get um, an extra battery for those iphones you could go with the mophie power station plus which is just a battery pack but it's really compact, um, nice little design, super lightweight. I think those cost about 75 bucks. Yeah, those are handy too. I got one of those in my bag. Cool.
0: Now, I have a juice pack on my 5S, and I really like it. I've been using juice packs for the last three iterations of the phone. But I see every once in a while on Twitter or somewhere else people say, oh man, look out for the Mofi stuff. Not because it's not well made, but some people will order it from, say, Amazon, and they get a counterfeit or something You know that like lasts a day and a half, and then it breaks. And I think Mophie's is not happy about it because it doesn't help their brand much. Um, so any shopping tips or, or is this a real thing or is this just something I'm seeing on the internet somewhere.
1: No, there have been accounts of of counterfeit Mophie devices. I haven't seen any for the space pack, but just to be safe, it's always a good idea to go directly from the manufacturer in this case. So purchase it directly through Mophie's website or through Apple's website um, or any of the Apple stores as well. They carry Mophie products. So just to be safe, that's always a good idea.
0: Okay. Um, Anything else?
1: I have a couple of case picks that I'll go quickly through. Um, If you do have an iPhone uh, 6 or 6 Plus, um, I really like the Dodo Case Durables wallet sleeve, which has been available for the last couple of versions of the iPhone. It's kind of been my go-to case for the last few years um, just because I, I like to use my iPhone by itself. I really don't like to hide it in a case. It's got such a nice design, especially the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. Um, I just hate to hide it away. So the sleeve, I can just keep my iPhone as is, but tuck it away in, in this pouch when it's not being used to just kind of keep it safe while it's in my purse. Um, and Dodo Case makes really nice products too. And uh, the Durables wallet sleeve has a little uh, wallet compartment on the outside so you can put your, put your, you know, Metro Pass or your ID or a credit card or, you know, $20 bill or whatever if you don't want to carry your whole wallet. Um, Another case I love for the iPhone is the Moshi Sense cover. It's 50 50 bucks and it's a little um, folio cover for your iPhone and it actually has this uh, perfectly aligned sensor bar that lines up with the slide slide to answer bar that pops up on your screen when you get an incoming call. So you can keep the cover covering your screen, just slide your finger across the bar to answer a call. And it's, it's a really nice, nice little product.
2: It'd be like a throwback to when you didn't know who was calling and you had to just say hello and be surprised. Oh. Who's on the other
1: end. Okay. But no, I forgot to mention there's a little window on the oh. front just where the caller ID bar is. So okay. you can say like, oh, look, Susie's calling me. I'll, so I'll I have pick to keep my in. eyes
2: closed then. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you, know you really want that surprise, you I do that sometimes. I answer my phone with my eyes closed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just to see who shows up.
2: No, my mom's always still surprised every time when I'm like, hi, mom. She's like, how did you know it was me? I'm like, I, once again, for the last eight years, <laughs> I've had a cell phone that tells me Aww, it's you. Yeah, she's cute. I love that.
1: Love you, mom. That's so cute. And if you need a case for the iPad, the Protenzo Alano line is my favorite case for the iPad. It's actually on my iPad right here. It's sitting next to me. Um, oh, is that one that one's called? Yeah, yeah Protenzo nice. Alano. And it's, um, it's a book-bound a folio style case, um, but Protenzo has a lot of really nice leather designs that you can pick from. You can customize it, you can add a stylus holder, you can add a secret pouch to hide, you know, papers or a wallet pouch, or there's different customizable things that you can do with it, um, which makes it really nice. Again, those are pricey, so they start at $135. So this is for somebody that you really, really like.
2: Okay. Susie, Um, I really like photography extras, especially for gifts. Um, And I've just got a really cool little tripod called the Stance. It's from a company called Kenu, K E N U dot com. So it's a little tripod, it's very light, it weighs 1.2 ounces and it folds up pretty flat. So I just kind of threw it in the ziploc that I carry of various cables and adapters and stuff. It takes up no room at all. But it's a nice sturdy tripod when you unfold it. So it's a little tabletop kind of tripod and then um, it just shoves into the lightning connector. So it doesn't matter if you have a case on your phone, as long as you can get to that lightning connector, you can use it, which is really great. And then um, you can also use it as a stand if you're video chatting or if you want to watch a movie because it can hold it in either you know portrait or landscape orientation. And the other thing that I love about it, this is silly, is that one of the legs has a little bottle opener claw on it. <laughs> so you, you can open beer with it and any tech accessory that can also open beer like just always wins a place in my heart. So that and that's only thirty dollars. That's kind of stocking stuffer territory, but um, I feel like you know people would use it all the time. I'm taking it to CES. I, I really like it.
0: And it, will it also open non-alcoholic beverages, or, or is it only beer?
2: Um, I think it's it's recommended for beer, <laughs> or you know hard ciders, or maybe like a like a, a Zima. Type of product. <laughs> but I guess if you had, you know, a cream soda or something that you really had to get open, it, it might work on that in a pinch.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, one thing because we've been talking about expensive stuff. I'm going to start with something cheap, and that's lightning cables. Apple. You know, you get your lightning cable when you get your iOS device, and that's great, but you only have one of them, unlike in the past, you know, where we had all these 30-pin connectors lying around because we have all these devices. But now a lot of people still just have the single lightning cable, and they want to use it in more than one place. Sure, you can go to the Apple Store and get lightning cables, and you could pay a premium price for them, but you could go to monoprice.com instead, which is where you should go for every cable you ever need in your entire life because they're well-made, and they are really cheap. So instead of spending dozens of dollars for a lightning cable, you can get them for under 10 bucks each. I bought a pack of five of them last year just because I need lightning cables all over the place, and it was great. I have them all over my house. I can always find one when I need it. So that's always something that's welcome for iOS users, uh, provided, of course, they have a device new enough that they can use it that they don't have the old 30-pin connector. Um, And the other thing is, speaking of photography, is I want to recommend the Clip lenses. These are lenses that you can put on your iPhone. So the iPhone has really great camera in it. But if you want to do stuff like telephoto or macro, it doesn't do that so much because it's not a real sort of spiffy lens. This is a spiffy lens instead. So they're priced from between 50 and 100 bucks. They have a 4-in-1 lens that you can kind of whip around, and they have them so they'll straddle it so you can use the front-facing or rear-facing camera. They have a telephoto lens, a macro, and then they also have a 3-in-1, which is the older one. If you're interested in photography and want to get different kinds of images out of your iPhone, I think the Oleo Clip is something worth taking a look at. And uh, if the object of your gift-giving affection is into photography and they have an iPhone and they don't already have something like that, they might find it an interesting thing to play with and it's not so terribly expensive that if they're not thrilled with it they're gonna you know you're gonna feel terrible about spending that money on it and and if they don't like it that much they can give it to you and you can play with it so uh something for the photographer in your life
2: yeah those are a lot of fun
0: they are fun yeah i mean it's you know you're not going to replace your slr with it but still it's kind of a nice versatile thing to to have with you Um, We're going to go on, but before we do, we're going to talk about Harry's, which is a great shave at a great price. I don't know about you, but where I live, I'm increasingly seeing men sporting the scary beard look. And frankly, between us, it's a look that only Jim Dalrymple can pull off with any confidence. And I have a theory about why this look has come into fashion in some quarters. And that theory is that the people who do it have had it with shaving. And rightly so. Shaving is a pain. It's uncomfortable, causes razor burn, nicks. And on top of that, it can be extremely expensive. Now, I've tried the beard thing and it's really a bad look for me. So I've put up with a daily scrape day after day after day, but it's better now. And it is because of Harry's. Harry's was started by a couple of guys who wanted a better product without paying an arm and a leg to get it. And so they started a company to make affordable, sleek and quality blades. They're made in Germany and they're affordably priced. They're about half the price of the other big branded blades, and they ship for free to your front doorstep or maybe even your back doorstep. If you ask nicely, why pay $32 for an eight pack of blades? It's half the price at Harry's. And with Harry's, you get a better shave that respects your skin, face, legs and your wallet. No more poor quality shaves and no pesky plexiglass cabinets to unlock whenever you want a new blade. The starter set is an amazing deal. For $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades. And with promo code MACWORLD, you can get $5 off that for a truly amazing deal. Man or woman, we all need razors that shave well and don't rip us to pieces. I've been using a Harry's blade for, I don't know, maybe two months now. And it's just a pleasure to use. I tend to shave really fast and sometimes I'm not careful and I end up cutting my nose and my ear and other parts of me and it's not a good thing. I've suffered not a single cut from a Harry's blade. It's a really smooth shaving experience, and the moisturizing cream really works. Shipping is great, too. Shows up at your door, and you're ready to go. So how can you get in on this? Easy enough. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in our coupon code MACWORLD with your first purchase. That's harrys, H-A-R-R-Y-S, dot com, and enter coupon code MACWORLD at checkout for $5 off, and start shaving better today. Next up, holiday tech tips. So we're going somewhere. We're going to visit family or friends over the holidays. And because we are who we are, and people listening are who they are, a lot of times we're the technically savvy ones in the room. And sometimes it's a nice thing to be able to share that knowledge with people you love over the holidays. So I asked each of you to come up with a holiday tech tip and Susie, what's yours?
2: Um, I think that you should go for the the big rocks and one of them is photos. People take a lot of photos and they don't always back them up um, and I hear from friends like oh my iPhone fell in the ocean and I lost the first two years of my kids life like captured in photos and i can never get those back and everything is awful so and that's really heartbreaking Like you don't want to lose your photos so make sure that all your your loved ones have some kind of plan in place to back up their photos um, i'm backing mine up to dropbox which is not that great i mean i know that they're there they're on all my devices that's nice but i also um, a tech tip for myself while we're on our little break one of my goals is to figure out a better way to organize them um, lisa snyder wrote a really great piece for us recently on lightroom and why Lightroom can be, you know, really your go-to app for doing everything with photos. So, and she's also right now evaluating a new photo organizing um, application called Mylio. So that's coming up uh, over the holiday break. So yeah, I need to investigate one of those and come up with a better place to put all my photos so I can find them again. Because Dropbox just kind of, you know, dumps them all in a folder by date, which is great if you remember, you know, what day you went to the zoo and want to get that great picture from, but. I'm not that organized, so um, yeah. Because I, the thing that people, at least I do, is I take a lot of photo and video, and I'm, I look at it on my phone, and I go, "Oh, that's adorable." And then once it gets to my computer. It's just kind of on a hard drive somewhere, and it never comes back out. So if you come up with a way to keep them not only backed up but also organized, then you're gonna want to use them some more. And you can, you know, make a calendar, make uh, books, make cards. Uh, you just posted that cool thing, or I'm sorry, there's a cool thing coming tomorrow about <laughs> another um, making slideshows to play during your holiday parties and. So, yeah, keep your photos backed up and keep them organized so that way, you know, you remember what you have and you can go in and use them and they're not just ones and zeros sitting on your hard drive somewhere.
0: Excellent. Um, Leah, what are you going to do for your friends and family over the holidays?
1: Yeah. Um, some of my friends have been reaching out asking me about shopping tips for the holidays. And one thing that I always recommend is just to practice safe shopping and secure shopping as much as possible. Um, the holiday season is always a big target for, you know, credit card theft and password breaches and, and things like that. So, um if when you're doing online shopping, if you can look for a secure checkout option like PayPal, and if you're on a mobile device now, a lot of um, shopping apps are Apple Pay compatible. It's just kind of nice to have that extra peace of mind when there's something a little bit more secure in place. Um, Apple Pay's encrypted uh, credit card checkout system seems to be uh, pretty pretty great so far. Um, So if you're out shopping in the store and you know that a store is compatible with with Apple Pay, um, look for that as a checkout option as well. Um, Also, when you're out shopping, if you're not sure if you're getting the best deal on anything, you can always turn to your iPhone to check out apps that can help point you in the right direction. So we ran a piece last week um, by Sarah Jacobson Purewall that's all about apps that can help you with your holiday shopping. So there's apps that can help you compare prices and that app is called Shop Savvy. So it just looks at different stores around you um, to tell you where you can find that item for cheaper by using, you can scan it with a barcode or just do like a manual search. to see what's best. You can use an app called Shopular to browse weekly ads to look for coupons. So that could help, you know, help tell you if you should pick, you know, Target over Best Buy for certain items. Another app that I've been using a lot is called Wallaby, which is actually a credit card reward manager. So it will tell you of the credit cards that you have in your wallet, it will tell you which one to use at what stores, whether they're physical stores or online shops, so you can maximize your credit card rewards and not hit your credit card limits too.
0: That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Very nice and um i had a couple um the first one is pretty simple in that and maybe this only applies to me uh, and my family but when i go to visit my family invariably my um mom and my sister and my brother-in-law have their passwords not somewhere secure but rather scribbled down on a piece of paper and stuck to their monitor or stuck to the cabinet that's next to their monitor And particularly in the case of my mom, she'll then travel on the road somewhere and she won't have those passwords with her. And so I get the call in the middle of the night saying, I can't remember my iTunes password. What is it? And I have no idea. So what I do when I visit them is I find those pieces of paper and I take a picture of them with my iPhone and then I squirrel that picture away. So that six months from now, when she calls, I can pull up that picture and say, oh, your password is whatever that password may be. And uh, and then she goes, oh, that's right, and then she's she's good to go. Um, The other thing that I wanted to mention is that I like to give the gift of giving throughout the year, and that's helping people out with the family with uh, tech support. Now, in the old days, that meant they had my phone number, and when they ran into a problem, they would call me, and uh, we would have a very long conversation over the phone where I kept saying, no, no, stop, 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 stop. What are you looking at? No, no, stop. Please stop. Um, And now I've stopped doing that because what I do is I set up a connection between the two computers so that I can control their screen and they can step away from the computer because I tell them that bad things will happen if they touch their mouse while we're connected. And they believe me. And they don't listen to this podcast, so we're safe enough for now. Um, but the idea is that you set up screen sharing so you can do it remotely. And there are various ways to do that. And, uh, one of the ways is through, through messages, but you can use other clients as well. And, um, like log me in, for example, it's a helpful thing to be able to do. If people have a problem, you can get in there, do the troubleshooting that needs to be done, and then you can get back out and they'll be happy with you. And again, you get to come back next year because you were helpful at other times during the year and uh that's mine so let's wrap up because again this is the last podcast of this year and um let's look back a little bit at 2014 and i just wanted to see what you thought were kind of peak or important stories from 2014 doesn't have to be the most important thing that happened but what was something that you thought was significant last year. And uh, Leah?
1: My pick is Apple Pay. I think of all of the things that Apple announced this year, Apple Pay was the most unexpected and the coolest thing that that came out. Um, I I think once Apple does something, you'll notice that other developers are trying, will try to develop that space even more. So even since Apple Pay has come out, the mobile payment space is going to be the space to watch in 2015 I think so apps are already trying to do cool things to make the mobile checkout process a little smoother um, stores as as more and more shoppers want to use Apple Pay and use their phones to check out in physical stores we're gonna be seeing more um, more products and platforms come out and more and more stores are going to be adopting the Apple Pay system and other NFC checkout systems as well. So, you know, 2015, um, we'll see some competition on the market. We already um, have the, was it, was it CVS that kind of yeah. backpedaled yeah. on Apple Pay? So we already had that scandal. I feel like we might see a couple more of those, you know, next year. So I, um, I am excited by Apple Pay and I really can't wait to see how it how it takes off from here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Apple Pay is really cool.
0: Yeah, and it's good for Apple and it's you know because they're making money on it. Not mm-hmm. a huge amount of money, but you know enough transactions and it's a huge amount of money.
1: And it works really well. I haven't had any problems with it since since it's come out, and I, I use it I use it pretty frequently. So, I've I think it's great. One thing I wish that they would do a little bit more is um, Some people, like my dad, when Apple Pay first came out, he was so excited about it. He got his iPhone 6 and he was like, I wanna use Apple Pay, where do I download the app? So, even though Apple Pay is very easy, I don't think some customers realize like exactly how easy it is and how they don't have to do anything. They just have to like set it near the NFC terminal and it just comes to life and like does its thing. So, I mean, I, I walked them through walk my dad through setting it up through Passbook and everything, but some people don't even realize that Passbook is, is where where to go to start with that. So, Yeah, you have to take them, ha- have them take you out to lunch at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
0: little, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's easy and it's secure, so yeah. good work for them. I, and you're right, I think that is a really significant development this year, and it's, it's pretty sexy, but you know, it's going to get sexier as it, as it goes along. Um, Susie, what have you got?
2: Um, well, it's HomeKit was announced this year, and not really much has launched. Um, but we're expecting a lot of announcements at CES. So I'm I spent a lot of the year covering home products for Tech Hive, and yeah, it's it's kind of the wild west out there. There's so many different protocols and pretty much everything works with an iPhone because you know developers just know that you know if you're going to make an app to control a smart product you should definitely make that app for the iPhone so it's not a question of, you know, not being able to use your iPhone with this stuff, but that the, the different devices don't always work together. Um, you know, you kind of have to pick a system and go with it. You don't really know if that's the best system. You know, you could be all gung-ho about Nest and then they get bought by Google and then you're like, oh, I don't know if I want a Google thing like on my wall. And so HomeKit's cool because it's gonna empower um, different, more connections between between the smart devices that will come out in 2015. So. I'm excited to go to CES and spend days and days and days learning everything I can about HomeKit and uh, writing a lot of stuff about it. And I hope that it works better than Health because <laughs> <laughs> the Health app has been very disappointing. Um, I like how you know, different apps can, can write data to a, a, a pool that's been great, but the actual the, you know the app Health itself has been kind of a bust. So yeah, hopefully we'll see that mature a little more, but I think HomeKit is going to be really, really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it looks great on paper. I have dreams of controlling my home through my phone and maybe the Apple TV as well. Um, yeah, so I think, again, like Apple Pay, I think that's planting a flag in an important place and looking into new expansion for Apple into the future. Um, mine is kind of general in that I'm declaring 2014 the year of Tim. Mr. Yeah. Crook. Tim. Um, for a couple of reasons one is the Apple watch this everything else that came out before where Apple was accused of not innovating anymore oh it's just more of the same stuff you're just updating it and I think that's true I think a lot of that was Steve's whiteboard where these are products that were developed under him and they said yes and here's the next one and it's thinner and faster and golder and whatever (laughs) Um, but instead this time we got the Apple watch and Tim has a couple of times said, yep, this was just developed in the last two years, just to make sure that people know that this is my thing, not Steve's thing. Um, Apple owes an awful lot to Steve Jobs, but I think this is signals the transition from the Jobs era to the Tim era, where he can claim the Apple Watch as his own, um, you know, provided it does very well, and I expect it probably will. <clears throat> and then the other thing I think is is a lot of the attitude at Apple I think has changed in ways that I approve of not everybody does but I think things like greater efforts toward the environment Apple's always been environmentally aware but I think they're making greater strides in that way and and Tim has been much more vocal about it I'm um, talking about human rights again this is a corporation they don't need to get political or talk about things like this but he does and I think some of the policies that are happening at Apple are because of his attitude that he's He believes issues like this are important and he's making them part of the corporate culture, which I think is terrific without them, you know, sacrificing profits and and everything else that they need to do for their stockholders and for us as customers. So uh, I declare 2014 the year of Tim. Good for him. Good for Apple. They seem to be doing very well under his leadership. I think people were concerned for a while uh, once Steve was gone. But it seems to me that Apple's in very capable hands.
2: I agree. Mm hmm.
0: Okay. So round of applause for Tim. And uh, I think that's it for 2014 for us here at the Macworld podcast. So Susie, Leah, thanks very much for offering your two bits.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. And we'll do it again next year. Uh, But before we leave, I wanted to mention somebody tweeted me today and said, boy, it would be really great if you guys had show notes so I could find links to the products and services that you mentioned. And we actually do. If you listen on iTunes, of course, you're not getting them, but you can find them at Macworld.com. Specifically, www.macworld.com column MW podcast. That's where you can find our show notes as well as the podcast themselves. And of course, if you have any comments or questions, you can drop us a line at podcast at Macworld.com. Thanks very much for listening and happy holidays.